created live on Fireside. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new show on Fireside called Drunks. It is with me and my co-host, Ty. Ty and I have been friends since childhood, and we both love to run, and we like to drink beer. Part of the whole you know, running community is like once you complete a marathon, you go to the beer garden or your 5K, and you celebrate with a beer. And so we are going to be tasting different beers each show. And so today, we will be starting with the Elysian uh, Contact Haze IPA. Uh, I did a 3.4 mile run today. Uh, how was your run today, uh, Ty? Hey, what's up, Ray? Yeah, uh, hi everybody out there. Uh, like Ray said, we uh, we are running enthusiasts, and we also love to drink beer. I'm not sure which one I love better, but I would like to say it's running. <laughs> uh, my run was good, man. Uh, I start. I did. I started my run at 5:30, uh, and. Uh, just because I wanted my wife to get her exercise in at seven. So I kind of did it, planned it that way. I, I try to avoid the heat as much as I can. But, mo you know, most times, you know, l like David Goggins says, you know, just stay hard. It doesn't matter what time you run as long as you get it done. So that's what I did. And, and it was a pretty good run. I did uh, I did eight miles, not my fastest, but the heat didn't really, it wasn't really a problem today. How about yourself? I mean, uh, today I, I ran late, so I got a three point four miles in and it's one of my faster paces because I purposely run out when it's like 95 degrees that way you could just get a mental toughness but um I think what we should do is uh crack open our beers and uh we could you know keep chatting as we talk about the beer and so I have my ice cold mug here uh have you already had one today or will this be your first one this will be my second one I have you know as I said I finished my beer by after front uh, necessary so i already had one so this will be my second beer but this is the first time i'm trying this beer in particular so this should be fun okay great uh you know i think i might have had it before you you can buy those variety packs and it might have come in one but i'm not quite sure so i'll be kind of giving a a fresh analysis of this beer and what i think of since you already tried it um oh i haven't tried it yeah, this is my first time trying this beer. So I will let you know right now. So we're doing an Elysian Contact Haze straight out of Cali, which I like. And uh, let's do it, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm pouring it into my cup, but actually I thought they were from Seattle. Are they? Yeah, it says Elysian Park, and most people think it's L.A., but I believe they're a brewing company in Seattle. And uh, I pulled up their information, so we'll go over it a little bit. But uh, this right here is actually a hazy IPA, and it's a light to medium, and it's a six percent alcohol. So, okay. Well, I didn't know. Like you said, I automatically assumed it's from Legion Park right here in LA. So that's good to know. Uh, Seattle's pretty. Uh, pretty good at beer making they're pretty uh they're a, a, a culinary capital and a beer capital as well so sounds sounds good yeah and for any of our listeners we are beer enthusiasts but we are not beer experts so you know we're just basically uh making a show about our passion and so i'm gonna take my first sip here and i'll let you know <clears throat> well 
I've never had a beer I've never liked. So uh, I got to give this one a thumbs up. But I think what we need to do is come up with a like a rating system. And uh, that way we could uh, rate the beer from like, it's a must try on your list or, uh, you know, let's see here. Oh, let's see. Uh, John has a question. So it says, uh, can you put the names of the beers in the fortune cookie? Oh, great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. So while I do that, you could uh, give a little bit of your opinion of it. It's really good. Uh, to be honest, I'm not a big IPA guy at all. And it's real. there's some IPAs that I do like. I like the ones that are just uh, highly pal palatable. Excuse me. And this goes down really smooth. And it's a really good beer i'd I definitely have it again and uh you know we'll see a couple beers going in how it, how it makes me feel but yeah this is a it's a good tasting beer it's really good it's it's very subtle some uh ipas tend to be really hoppy and this one is nice it's subtle refreshing and it's a really good uh i'm glad it's it, it's a really good uh, first uh, uh after after run beer for sure it's definitely a, a good one How about yourself? All right, I just finished putting in the fortune cookie. And so, uh, yes, it's actually uh, quite refreshing. And, um, you know, I'm on their website and they actually have a quite a nice selection. They have two seasonal beers and we could actually do a whole series on their beer and move on or kind of mix it up. Um, but overall, the different beers I've had from them, uh, which I've had the Space Dust, which is really good really strong oh, right i saw that yeah okay i'm not sure if i've had that that's good to know it's stronger you said yeah that one is a 8.2 percent and that's an indian pale ale and then um i've also had the day glow that one came in that variety pack and the day glow is a uh, an indian pale ale and that one's 7.4 percent and actually I mean, it's not as strong, but I really like the taste. There is the the super fuzz, the blood orange pale ale, and that one is a six point four percent. And maybe that one might be my favorite of them all so far. Uh, and I actually have had the snail bones, and then there's a few more, uh, the dragon stout, or the avatar, the mortal, and the last one is men's room original red. Besides it, two seasonals, which is salt and seed, and that's a watermelon goose, only 4%. And then they have their, I'm assuming it's for Halloween because it's the Night Owl Pumpkin Ale 6.7. That one doesn't sound bad. I'm, I'm, I like the pumpkin spice thing, you know, when you it's... Know, when it's I'm a pumpkin uh, fan myself. However, uh, there's different beers. They got to be done right. I'm, I'm not too fan of sweet beers. I agree. And, you know, if any of the audience has had this beer or uh, <laughs> John apparently hasn't tried this one or uh, if anybody has ever tried this one and wants to come up and th share their thoughts on this beer, we'd be more than happy to hear your, your comments. And what we should do is uh, we should already kind of be pre-planning so we can tell our audience what will be the next beer we will actually be uh, reviewing so they could join along with us and and help us out on our beer reviews here that's a great idea ray uh did you have any did you research uh, the next beer by any chance or 
camp, or maybe we feedback from the audience. Uh, uh, yes. That are runners or drinkers or both, you know, that, that uh, they, uh, a beer that they recommend that's a uh, really good after run beer. That'd be great. Yes. Well, we have a John here who's coming from the audience and I've got to know John a little bit and he, uh, he loves beer. So I know he's a beer enthusiast. Uh, hello, John. Welcome. Hi, Ray. Thanks so much for, uh, for letting me pop up. Uh, it just so happens that you guys are tapping on to, no pun intended, uh, one of my personal favorite uh, uh, breweries right now. Like, I'm a huge fan of Legion. They, they do amazing stuff. Contact Hay is amazing. Uh, Ray, I think, was it you that mentioned the Super Fuzz a moment ago? Uh, yes. Oh, that man, was so good. It's, it's just amazing. And... Um, I love that you guys are doing this because I actually just wrapped up with a bike for beers uh, event tonight. Awesome. Really? Okay. I, I, it, it's, I know that there's a lot of us out there, so it's really refreshing to, you know, to see people doing it. That's so cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I, out of curiosity, what, uh, what are you two's favorite, like go-to's like typical style? Ray, you want to take that one first? No, you go ahead. That that's a great question. I should have been prepared for this, but um, you can go ahead. Oh, and give me a minute to think. Mine's is easy. I'm a pretty much of a, a lager guy. Uh, you know, they're easy to consume. It's pretty much like water to me. Ninety percent water is lager. It's no filler, and uh, they're good before runs. Uh, when you know <laughs> you're doing a marathon for, and they're good after runs, and it's. Uh, the calorie contents there where I could still, you know, shed pounds. So typically, you know, I like a good 805. I'm not, I'm not a beer snob at all, but I'm a beer enthusiast. So I do like to try new stuff, but uh, yeah, 805, but like platinum's my house beer. It's just kind of, it's just there. You get, you get it in an 18 pack and it's just there. It's just one of those beers that I can just drink like water. And uh, yeah, that's uh, for a Mexican beer. I do uh, Dos Equis, and uh, I like a good half every now and then, and I do uh, just, my favorite one, I can't even pronounce it, it starts with the W, Weizenstefan, uh, I believe, uh, I, I'm probably messing up the uh, the grammar there, Weizenst, it's the W, a lot of words, um, a lot of letters, excuse me. And uh, for American, uh, a wheat beer, I do like a orange wheat from uh, Hangar 24. How about yourself? Oh, uh, well, Ray. Okay, man, you, you really gave a nice selection there. If I'm going to go with uh, Mexican beer, I'm going to go with a, geez, that's a tough one. Um, I'll go with a Corona because if, if I have Mexican beer, it's usually a Michelada. And, um, since I don't drink as much beer anymore, just, you know, because always working out, uh, I'll go with an IPA. So anything that's kind of high volume uh, is fine with me. Not too hoppy, really. I'm not into the hoppiest. I will drink them. I'm not into sours at all, uh, but high content volume, so I don't have to really consume that much and, and still enjoy a beer. Uh, if uh, in a marathon, which sounds crazy, but uh, I've actually ran before a marathon, which is like at five in the morning during a marathon. Uh, 
and then after a marathon. So I would definitely stick with something light, like a lager uh, modelo. Um, that way I could uh, still kind of focus. And um, let's see here. Yeah, pretty much an IPA. I'm not into stouts too much. Uh, I hear they're great in the wintertime, but still haven't really found a good And John, what about? Oh, yeah, I'm a I'm a lover of all types of beers and all different kinds. Um, I traditionally like uh, I typically go for an IPA. Uh, I'm kind of like you, Ray. I'm a huge fan of IPAs. However, I'm uh, I'm a little bit picky about them because there does need to be this balance. Because especially when you're talking about IPAs in America, I it's it's kind of like the hot sauce thing, right? Like people just go super hoppy just to say that this is a super hoppy beer. Just like you go, this is a super hot hot sauce or something like that. But not too many are concerned about like balance and um, drinkability, right? Like I appreciate a good intense beer, but I also don't want to like give it the whiskey face every time I take a sip. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but Ray, like regarding your comments about stouts, like I'm a little picky about those too, but I have leaned more towards porters as far as dark beers go. So if I can throw a suggestion out to you and you can probably only find this like in the winter months, there is a beer called, uh, victory at sea. And if you can find that it is going to knock your is Victory the company? Because I've seen that name around. Uh, Ballast Point is the name of the company. Oh, it's from Ballast Point. Okay, good. Yeah, they're they're pretty. They're, yeah, they they have one in San Diego. They have a couple actually out here. Where are you from, John? By the way, uh, I am in Durham, North Carolina, right now. Okay, so you guys have Ballast Points out there. That's interesting. I thought mm -hmm. it was a California, uh, Southern California based. You don't get it out here too often, uh, but as we're starting to see beer, beer culture and um, uh, imports and exports from different states are becoming a little bit more common. Ray, I'm so excited that you decided to do this because I, I promise you right now I'm going to be here every time you do it because I, I am an absolute. I mean, you'd be surprised at how many runners are beer nuts. That's like... You know, and, and um, me, I just like, you got to earn it, you know, get your good workout in. Um, and overall, I'm such a workout fanatic. People think, oh, that's all he does. But really, I believe in balance. Uh, there's some people that are just so uptight, they won't even drink a beer. And then, you know, I'm not just speaking the truth. I passed them in a marathon and I'm drinking the night before. And I'm like, you know, sometimes it's better just to relax, have a beer instead of being Building up all this stress in your body is worse than actually having that beer. So I just believe in balance, and I am a huge beer uh, fanatic, and I don't think that you uh, shouldn't drink a beer just because you're uh, working out all the time. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah. I definitely agree. That's, that's the cool thing about it is that when you're when you're a runner, or John, do, John, do you run, or do, do you, uh, when you say bike, are you a cyclist, do you like a touring bike or or a mountain bike? What do you do? Uh, cyclist touring mostly. Uh, starting to lean more towards mountain biking. Um, I would be a runner, but I've been a chef for twenty years, so my knees and my lower back are just shot. So cycling is a little bit easier on my body, so I can 
uh, get the cardio and get the workout um, without like having the impact damage done more to my knees. But uh, this is a very similar thing to what we do is like we we pick a local brewery that's like four or five miles away and we cycle to it. And then we treat our reward is let's try a beer. And I got to tell you, like if you put the workout in front of the beer, it does not take near as much to make you feel happy. Yeah, yes, <laughs> that is so true. Um, hold on. I'm intrigued now, though, John. You're from North Carolina and you're a chef. Mm-hmm. I, you got to give me some barbecue tips, bro. Later on, <laughs> that, that, that's, I'm sure you know. Uh, look, my friend, you look me up anywhere, and I will talk food with you anytime. But you got to tell me what kind of barbecue you're looking for. Are you talking Memphis? Are you talking Texas? Are you talking Carolina? There's a lot of different barbecues, but I oh, got recipes I'm... for them all. <laughs> oh, is that right? So you don't have a favorite? I, I, I want to know what you cook at home. Oh. You know, but they later on, though, they all have their place. But yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. I got you. Super. That's very interesting. Uh, I myself, um, I'm a runner first. I'm a father and husband first, but I'm a runner first as well. And I also, t- I, I uh, during the COVID, I, I took up, I took up mountain biking as a another pastime. So I'd be interested to see, uh, to, to talk to you more about the mountain biking thing as well. But let's talk about the beer. What do you recommend? Go ahead, Jojo. Excuse me, my son's here. Go ahead, Jonah. What do you What do you recommend for us? Since you're more of an IPA guy, that's really good. Like, what's one of those beers that you guys did your 4.5 miles to, and we're like, oh man, this is great. This is awesome. Okay. This is all right. Fresh. All right. So, so that, that's that's a good one. Um, Tonight, we uh, a group of five of, or no, six of us cycled up to a local brewery here called Ponysaurus Brewery, and um, they don't really package. You can't buy it in stores. It's kind of a, a little niche place, and, and that's kind of what we venture for is let's go off the beaten path and try new things. But they make absolutely amazing and well-balanced IPAs, uh, things with a lot of citrus nodes to it. Not too hoppy, but a little bit of bitterness in there. But I often find that the bitterness comes from the citrus rind as opposed to the hops. So I think that's a little bit more of a well-balanced beer. Um, they're also known for doing some really amazing... Oh, God, their Scottish ale is to die for. Interesting. Yeah, when I said I was... I, I haven't that. even heard that one. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Actually, um, if if... I'm not sure how the fortune cookies work. I'm new to this guy, so sorry for my unprofessionalism. But if you could, like, uh, tell me the name of that, uh, the the that uh, again, that'd be great. So we could, I could research it and try to find it. At, is this something I could find at like Bevmo? Do you guys have Bevmos? Uh, no, not not out here. And honestly, this is a very young brewery, so you're not going to find it outside of North Carolina right now, okay. unfortunately. But. Um, it it is certainly worth looking into if you're over here on the east coast. So we we have a bunch of friends that are beer snobs. Like you know we're beer enthusiasts, but they're beer snobs. And what they do is uh, they trade with people from around the states because the same beer could have a different alcohol content. So they're like in beer clubs and they just mail each other beer. And so they get IPAs from different states. Like they get variety packs all the time. So uh, maybe we'll have to contact them and see about getting some crazy uh hard to find ipa and uh bring it on the show 
If yeah, we could. Ever I know exactly. To do that. Let me know. I I know the owner of Pony Saurus, and I'd be happy to set you guys up with that. I think that's a that's. A... It is a very good idea, and I know exactly you're talking about Ray. I know one of them at least. You know. And, oh yeah, uh, I mean, talk about mm-hmm. beer snobs. <laughs> yeah, Jesse in a good way. Oh yeah, in a great way. It, uh, uh, he's he's from from where from he he's a serious beer snob. I have, and there's a couple people like him. There's there's a lot of people, uh, Ray and John, that we should have we should have on the show, just to sh- show off their beer snobbery, and talk about it. You know, and their then beer you knowledge. Know, yeah, their beer knowledge is great because we need both. You know, I, I want some runners on here too that can talk about the running, but yeah, because they're not going to talk about running as much as they can talk about beer. But I love this conversation. It's really interesting. And to uh, aside from you my... listeners, uh, sorry mm-hmm. to cut you off, but to anyone jumping in, it's uh, free. You could request to come up. We're just talking about, uh, we're doing a beer review today. So the beer we're reviewing is called the Contact Taste, a Lesion Park, or actually a Lesion. There's no park. We just keep adding park because we're from Los Angeles. And there's a, <laughs> a, a Lesion Park where the Dodgers play, basically. Uh, but it's a Lesion, and it's from Seattle. And uh, the beer is a six point. At six percent, and uh, we basically ran today. And then, after you do your workout, you run, you walk, whatever you do, a beer always tastes better. And so, we're going to be doing uh, different beer reviews. And if you've ever had it, you're more than welcome to come here up, up, up here and just let us know what you think of the beer. Exactly. And so, have you finished your first beer yet, Ty? I did. I, I'm about to crack open my second one. Yeah, it, it was, was actually really, really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like it. I, I'd get it again. I really would. And I was, I was looking at the just having a beer conversation. Uh, John's still there. Uh, I want to talk to both of you about this. But is there a reason why the beer prices are so much? I saw various beers, for instance, from like pizza places. You know, a pizza port being one of them. And you and you look at a four pack price, again. I'm I'm I, I I'm not cheap in in the sense where I can't spend money on good beer, but thirty dollars for a four pack isn't it a bit much? I was looking at these prices it's like, and I understand that you know it's, they're not Budweiser and they're not Martin, they're not on that level, but do we can can we really try these beers like uh, enough beers like? all the beers that we want to try without, you know, actually <laughs> spending a car note on it. Is it, is it, is it, is it me or is it kind of ridiculous? The pricing on these beers? I know. I totally agree. And it depends where you go. Uh, actually, how did you buy a six pack of this or what did you buy? I, I, I bought a six pack and it cost me about with tax about $16. Yeah. Th- this, this is, the, I chose this because I wanted to be, economical I, I wanted to make sure i didn't want to do the the 30 dollar four pack so i bought a couple of tall boys of this and i don't remember how much they cost to be honest i want to say it was under 15 um but i'm not sure i just knew it was i was looking at other prices and can't understand why they would charge so much when i know it can't possibly cost that much because i know a lot of people that are you know brewing uh you know at their house for instance, bottling it at their house, and it's it's not that it's not that cost effective. 
So I'm just wondering, is there a reason it costs so much? And is it just the brag, just the, the brag, uh, the bragging rights? Is it, is it just because, Hey, we can, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. You know, I, I, I'm curious to see why people would pay $36 for a four pack of a tw- four, tw- four, 12 ounces, for instance. And is it that much better? I just wanted like someone, you know, that, that knows a little bit more about craft beers than I do. And actually it does get worse than that. Uh, the prices, you know, we will definitely see about bringing Jesse on here so we could have him talk about his beer knowledge. Uh, John, how do you feel about paying a lot of money for beer? What do you consider paying a lot of money for a four pack, a six pack? I absolutely love that this particular topic came up because it is something that I wrestle with a lot myself, Ty. So I, I understand. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. But, um, there are a couple of things to take into consideration. Um, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to go all food service industry on you guys for a second. Please, um, please do. <laughs> so please. you you have these big manufacturers like uh, uh, Budweiser, Miller, et cetera, et cetera, Bush, uh, whatever. And uh, everything is done in large batches and nothing ever changes. It's the same recipe over and over and over again. When you start talking about craft beers, you're talking about smaller operations who have very few and much smaller batches uh, to make. And often you have to um, completely sanitize, reclean, sometimes even replace the equipment if you are switching over to a different flavor profile than what you were doing before, because no matter how much you clean it, those metals are still going to retain some of these, uh, some of, I, I don't even know the right phrase from it, but it's going to retain some of the uh, leftovers from the previous batch that you did. So you have to take that into consideration that manpower for doing craft beer, especially since it's small batches, is much greater. Um, this means that the beer that is being made is uh, it's being crafted by specific groups and teams of people who are doing specific uh, flavor profiles. Um, so there's a whole lot of turnover in people coming in and um, the upkeep of the equipment, especially if you start delving into things that are not your standard American, uh, pardon my French, piss beer. Um, gotcha. uh, yeah, when you, when you start going into things that actually take more ingredients and things like that, you're talking about things that can permeate the metals. So you have to take that into consideration. There's a whole lot of elements to that. And I would love to dive into that, but I don't want to riff too much on it. But the, the, the broken down answer is I don't mind paying an extra four bucks for something that's going to be more satisfying than three Budweiser's in one bottle, you know? So you, you may be paying low price for a six pack of Bud or a six pack of Miller or whatever, and you're going to be paying more for a four or six pack of something that's uh, higher ABV and has more flavor, but that is what you're paying for is the craft behind it. Now, that being said, after a long, hard run or, or bike in my case, a PBR tastes really good. So, you know, I'm not a beer snob, beer enthusiast. 
Now, I understand that, you know, that craft beer takes more work and it's more quality ingredients, you know. Um, however, all these stores, especially like the big ones, um, like you going to a Target or a Walmart, they'll take that IPA and put it at room temperature. And my beer snob friends are like, that's no longer an IPA. And if you take it and don't refrigerate right away and have the right, it's no longer an APA. It changes the, you know, chemical balances in the beer. And it, they're like, you're drinking something else. You know, it's just not, no longer an IPA. So mm, if you're going to charge me that much for a beer, you make sure that you're taking care of it. That way it tastes the way it should. So that's not necessarily true. Um, the the bottling and the type of glass that you use in order to bottle these beers has a lot to play in the preservability of it. Um, room temperature, not so bad. If you go above that, though, that's where it gets tricky. And unfortunately, if you're talking about a whole bunch of uh, transporting of these craft beers, like regardless of the bottling process, if you're crossing over into an extreme temperature zone and you're not regulating that in the delivery process, then yeah, you're, you're absolutely screwed. But this is also why I'm a huge fan of like local beers. Let's, let's talk about what's right there. For sure. How, how do we, this, that's a great subject matter that I never even thought existed. How, how, how do you know that it's the, it's transferred correctly or do you? Well, the uh, good point John brought up as well is um, the bottle, and that could be a whole show is what's better, a bottle or a can. You know, some people say that because the can uh, doesn't let in light, it holds the taste of the beer better. But then some people will say you can taste the aluminum of the of the can. So that's another great debate. Uh, and then depending on the color, color of the bottle of the beer too, you're letting in more light versus a, you know, green bottle versus. Bingo. Yeah, exactly. You nailed it. Like the, uh, the darker glass bottles are, are what's going to preserve more. However, Ray, you just brought up something that I had not really thought about and I'm going to have to reach out to some of my, uh, my, my actual beer producers. And that is, um, how cans, um, make through like uh, go through the travel process and dealing with the temperature shift because I have had canned beer that has just tasted absolutely wonderful like it's right out of the tap and then uh, I've bought the same beer again say a week and a half two weeks later pop it open and I can taste the aluminum so there is definitely something worth noting there I have not looked into this, but I will, as the resident food geek, I will look into this and I will get back to you. That sounds like a plan. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that that actually is um, another kind of like aspect to beer as well. There, There's the keg. And why does the keg beer seem to taste better than the bottle beer and the canned beer? It just seems to be more refreshing overall. And pretty much any bar restaurant you go will charge you more for the, you know, the draft, what's on draft, um, unless it's a little like fancy and they have, you know, a very specific IP. <laughs> I, I keep forgetting you both are in California, right? Yes. 
Okay. Yeah, it's a very different story in other places in the country. <laughs> Interesting. How so? Um, beer prices are a lot lower out here. I'm sure you get lower beer prices for things that are a little bit more local. Like, out of curiosity, uh, both of you are drinking the same thing tonight. Am I right about that? Correct. Yes, that, that's going to be the reoccurring theme for the show. We, we taste taste We taste test the same beer. Okay, and did you guys get four pack of cans or six pack of bottles? Can I, I got, got? Yeah, so actually, I'm on their website right now, and this beer only comes in six pack of cans, a sixteen ounce of can, a nineteen point two ounce can, half a keg, and a keg. That is crazy because the first time I had contact haze, it was in a six pack of uh, brown bottles. Huh. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, now I'm starting to wonder if there's uh, differences in distributorship and where they go to. Um, but uh, all right, so so let's let's scale it back to something simpler. Uh, Ray, was it you that was talking about space dust earlier? Yes, because it's the same uh, uh, brewer, right? Which I absolutely adore. It's such a well balanced IPA. Um, how much do you pay for it out there? You know, I went to a liquor store, so liquor stores charge more money. Uh, this one was about, I don't know, $16 with tax. Now, if you were to go to Target or Walmart, they'll have it for about nine ninety nine, a six-pack, which is, you know, cheaper. With, with tax, maybe you'll get it like out $12, $13. That is absolutely bananas because the cheapest I've ever seen it out here has been uh, $12.99. Do you have a local Walmart? Uh, I, I do, um, but they also don't carry better beers. So. Yeah, I got you. So you're you're like half a beer snob at least, right? I, I, I am a diehard beer enthusiast and also a brewer myself, uh, but I never consider oh. myself to be a beer snob because I, like I said, you know, uh, spend all day working outside. Uh, nothing tastes better than a, an ice cold PBR. So, for sure. Uh, out of curiosity, uh, what's your favorite beer that you brew yourself? Okay, so that's that's an interesting question. Um, I'm I'm going to let you guys on a little bit of insight. My uh, my last name is Killian, as in Killian's Red. Yeah, Irish. Yeah, that, that's my actual family. I come from George Killian. Um, we have the original recipe of Killian's Red, and it is nothing of what you buy in the store. It is closer to Guinness, and it is uh, very, very heavy and dark, and it got its nickname because whenever you hold the pint up to the light, you will see this slight tinge of red, almost like you're holding a pint of blood. And um, the original recipe from my family is actually my favorite beer to make. And I only do it once every couple of years just because I don't have the, the space or the time to do it. But that is my favorite brew that I do. Now, the second favorite, I do a citrus IPA, which I'm still working on. So, like, give me six months and that might end up being my favorite. <laughs> That is a very cool. I I never. I don't think I've had that beer since you mentioned it. I'm, I'm on it already. No, please, please here, don't don't drink it. It's it's awful. Well, Killian's Red is absolutely awful. It's it's 
that they completely wrecked the recipe. Just leave it alone. Let me come out to California and I'll make you a batch. That's great. Or you can ship us a batch. No, no. When he comes out to California, then he can be in our show and we can try homemade original beer. That, um, yeah. And I've never seen it. I, I Googled it right away here at a, at Drunk's uh, episode, We Spare No Expense. Uh, you know, Joe Rogan has Jamie. We have Google. So um, <laughs> we're, uh, we're just looking at it. Do you make it stronger than they? Because it shows me that they're a 5.4%. Oh yeah, no, it comes out closer to like um, uh, probably six point five, six point seven around there. You're speaking my language, John. You're speaking my yeah. language. So, yeah, and it's as a quite as a brewer, how you know why wouldn't you just make the beer strong? Like how how do you decide where is it based on the ingredients that the the volume that it comes out? Um. Well, it's not really a decision. It's it's really more of a matter of, of what type of flavor you're trying to add, what kind of body and things like that. And as far as the the ABV outcome is concerned, um, it's kind of hit and miss. So you, you work with your recipes to create the beer that you want. And then through the course of brewing, then you can learn where to add certain things in order to make it stronger if you want, but I'm not ever one to compromise taste. So I actually don't ever really pay attention to the ABV. I'm more concerned about, is this a good beer? <laughs> like it could be 3%, but if it tastes good, I'm good with it. For sure. I'm curious, since you actually brew your own beer, what is your, your house beer? Your, your, just your normal Monday beer. Uh, you, like off, off brewing. Uh, Cause like I said, I only do like two batches a year or something like that. But uh, yeah, exactly. if, if I'm just doing like my standard house beer, what I keep in my fridge at all times. Um, it's funny that you bring it up because uh, Elysian space dust has kind of become like my, my standard in house beer. It's easy to find. Uh, it's very drinkable. It's, relatively high ABV, but not offensively high. And um, yeah, that's, that's kind of my go-to. Awesome. I'm going to have to add that to my catalog. And, and what do you mean by offensive? <laughs> uh, I, I think, uh, it, you know, much like there are many brewmakers who decide to push the hops concept way, way past where it needs to be. The same thing can be said for ABV, uh, really alcohol content. You know, you, you don't you don't have to push it over the top. I do love a good strong beer, but I don't want to drink three and be completely freaking wasted the whole night. You know. Yes, that's a good point. You want to have a well balanced buzz. That's what, that's what I was I was wondering what you were talking about. I mean, I kind of knew, but yeah, yeah, who does? Nobody wants to end the night thinking or wake up thinking, "Am I good?" Is everybody good? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. Those are not type of beers where you're going to go and hang out at a barbecue and just drink all day because it's just not going to happen unless you're just a monster and can consume that much beer. Because, you know, that space dust, I've had it. It is strong. Uh, it is 8.2%. Um, and there's another one out there that's like a 9%. That's pretty popular. Uh, uh, I think it's a, what is that? Oh, Voodoo Ranger. Uh, yes. Those, actually, 
those that's uh, Voodoo Ranger is a good one. And you know what? The IPA that I liked that is very palatable to me was the uh, Bear Republic's. Um, I believe it's Bear. Is Voodoo Ranger Bear Republic or the one I'm talking about? The one I'm talking about is the uh, uh, the Racer, the Racer Five. I believe it's called. Oh, I think that might be part of them. I believe so. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna have my assistant look it up right now. Our assistant, uh, Google. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie, you're, Jamie, you're talking. <laughs> you're talking about uh, New Belgium, right? Is it New so, Belgium that does the uh, Racer Five? Voodoo, uh, New Belgium does the Voodoo Ranger, and you got the Voodoo Ranger, which yes, is that's only right. That's 6. right. Six point five percent. Then you got the Imperial, and that's the nine percent you were talking about. But hey, uh, Ray, Ty, I'll tell you right now. If you continue with this beer conversation, you don't need a Google. I will be your Jamie. I am all over this, man. Awesome. So what? So John, what? What's your thoughts on the Racer Five? Because that's 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 aside from this beer today, that's been the most palatable IPA I've had. I have not actually had the Racer Five. I I wrote that down. Um, so okay, I'm gonna good. I'm gonna go track it down here in the next couple of days, and hopefully it's gonna. I be- believe. Please do. I believe it's Bear Republic. Excuse me for cutting you off. I believe it's Bear right. Republic. Okay. All right. Adding to the list, my friends. Yeah. Any yeah, Anytime you guys want to do beer research, like um, on like I will be your Jamie. That is, that is a a great great to know, John. Definitely appreciate that. You know, talking all this beer, I was thinking that. You know, we should kind of decide for next week so our audience knows and they could, you know, join us. What do you guys think about uh, about doing one of those? I like those blood orange ones, and there's some that are pretty strong. And uh, I've had different types of blood oranges that are really good. So sounds like our audience is uh, cheering those on as well. Okay, so, cool. Uh, let me uh, let me have one of our assistants look into this, and I'll. Sounds so good. I, I I love that he brought the uh the blood orange into the mix because uh that Ty are you familiar with um uh, Flying Dog Brewery? Not at all, John. Not at all. Please elaborate. Okay. They're they're a little bit different from Dogfish Head. I might be mistaken about this, but I think they're both um, East Coast breweries. Again, might be wrong about that. But Flying Dog Brewery has pumped out some of the the best flavor profiles I have ever had in beers and their blood orange beer to this day. Like even the moment, like I'm just talking about it. My mouth is watering. I'm, I'm going to have to go try to track it down tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to have to give me a name one name one um, by its name. So I, yeah, I'll track it down myself. I am uh, looking it up right now. Flying Dog Blood Orange is called cool ass name by the way. Flying Dog <laughs> Bloodline, uh, Bloodline Blood Orange Ale. Flying Dog Bloodline Blood Orange Ale. Okay, that is correct. Yeah, that that is one of the best that I've ever had, and um, I am a sucker for Blood Orange raw in general, and they really managed to like. It, it really did feel like you were only drinking half a beer and the rest was blood orange. <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, so what's the, so 
a blood orange is it sweeter than the regular orange to to make it that way to batch it that way it is is that your t- sweeter it is sharper um there's just so much more flavor to it I, I think the best way somebody has put it to me is if you eat an orange here in america that we normally get from the supermarket or off of the trees in um you know in in florida or whatever um, it has a specific taste. If you go anywhere else and taste oranges that are made anywhere else in the world, it's like, oh my God, I've never had an orange before. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why, that's why I'm from California. So we have Sunkiss, we have, and we, we get, I think we have, actually, I, I'm, I live in Ontario, California, and we, uh, Sunkiss was born here, but the oh, best oranges wow. come from Florida. Right. Yeah. So, but we are, um, I live in the home of Sunkiss. So I get a lot of, you know, it's the regular California oranges and they're sweet to me. Blood oranges. I've never, you know, I'm thinking about just regular oranges as just to consume as a fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but blood oranges never hit the market basket. So that I'm curious to taste a really good blood orange and as well as a really good blood, blood orange uh, beer. Okay, so so where in California are you now, Ty? Ontario, Ontario, California. you said. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I got some friends. Let me reach out to them and see if they can um, relay to me where you can find that right spot. Is there another place that I can uh, connect with you on? You can pretty much do all just LA area. Oh no, he means like a yeah like IG. social media or twitter or something like oh that. yeah for sure for sure yeah yeah i'll give you all the information for sure right, right, right. right yeah i'm trying to think of a i've had a quite a few different uh blood oranges you know brewed around here um i saw right so there's a it's called hanger hanger beer and um they're a local beer around here looks like hey, they have a blood orange oh my God, yeah I know well that's yeah. one of their beers you know Damn, them okay yeah, yeah, no, my, my brother lives in the Bay Area, so I'm actually out in California like two, three times a year. Uh, so oh, I've nice. definitely had my share of hanger. Chances are the two of you have ran right alongside him on a marathon. Awesome. Uh, I'm a big fan of Hanger 24. They, they make a great, one of my favorites is the orange wheat, like I said before. They, they make great beers. Really good. Um, yeah. Uh, your brother's a marathoner, you said? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the diehard. Uh, he and his fiance both are triathlon marathon runners. Like, they're they're into all of that stuff. Um, so, yeah, there's a if, if you're in California and there's a marathon or a 4K or something, chances are you've probably run alongside them <laughs> at one point or another. You know, that's uh, as we're doing the show and started, you know, talking to you and realize you're in a different state that not everybody may have the same type of beer access. Uh, um, like over here, there's a local brewery called the uh, Claremont brewery and uh, they make pretty good beer. They have a grapefruit. I'm not a huge fan of grapefruit at all. Like I just won't eat the fruit by itself, but their beer, the grapefruit IPA is delicious. I just had it yesterday. Um, but uh, the orange ones are, are really good. And I found a list of the top 10, uh, blood orange beers and i'm like there's so many to choose from i can't decide so you're you're telling me that now i have another brewery to visit when i come in august okay great awesome 
<laughs> I'm thinking, John, you need to go with us. You need to let us know when you come to California, and let's do this. Well, I, I'm going to be there first week of August, but it's going to be pretty uh, heavily family-oriented, so I might be a little bit wrapped up. But the, uh, the next time I come out, I can um, arrange things a little bit better. And uh, I've actually been talking to a lot of people here on Fireside about how awesome it would be to have like little meetups. Let's, let's do some live shows together, Firesiders meeting each other in random spots. So Maybe you guys go on a run. I join you on a, a bike, and we we enjoy a beer together afterwards. We can do uh, both. We can yeah. do both. We can we can join you on a bike and a run. We can do both. I like this plan. It's all good. Have it be a part of it. Well, guys, I I don't want to take over your stage, but obviously you're talking about something that's near and dear to my heart. So I'm I'm gonna stay quiet. I'll stay up here, and certainly happy to uh, uh, to be involved, but. I know there's a lot of people down there who are also beer drinkers. So just throwing that out there. I don't know. I don't don't need to go anywhere, John. (laughs) I'm loving this conversation. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. I just, I I don't, I didn't want to take over. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I've been, I feel like I've been rambling a little bit, so I didn't want to. Oh, not, not to me. Not to me. This is a great conversation. This is exactly what I wanted to happen for this. For this. We actually had a lot of applause when I mentioned the the blood orange beer. So um, from the audience, so I think we should uh, let's let's see if I don't know how available it is to everybody, but let's go with the uh, the Legion Super Fuzz Blood Orange so Pale for the next show. Sounds great. And uh, you know, Ty's a family man. He probably works. I don't know. I'm gonna say ninety plus hours a week. So we're planning to do the show uh, maybe twice a week basically um so we will uh, i'm gonna make an ig haven't got that far this is our first show here so hope everyone's enjoying it Every and basically what we did was run and uh all you have to do is run work out earn your beer and then you're happy to come up here and tell us what you think of the beer that we're reviewing for that week um so the next show that we will be doing will be the super fuzz elysian uh blood orange pale ale uh 6.4 and let me see what more I could provide you on that. It comes in a six pack, a, a, a keg or half a keg and then a keg. So if you happen no, I, to get the keg or the half a keg, let me know. And Ty, we are happy to go help you. Uh, if if not, the six pack would probably be the way to go. Yeah. I will say that one's a little tough to come by, but I promise you, if you're listening and you're interested, um, I promise you it is somewhere somewhere in your city um if if you have more than one department store i promise you it's somewhere there and it might be in some sort of random gas station on the outskirts of your small american town but i promise you you can find it awesome i look forward to next uh next uh not next monday but the monday after we're doing this every two weeks right ray yeah, every two weeks it'll be Monday, eight PM. So you have time to go to work, uh, work out, and then uh, come have a beer, uh, enjoy it with us, and let us know what you think. Uh, it'll be a beer review every two weeks, and then uh, we will be announcing what beer we'll be re- reviewing. And hopefully, it's available to most people. If not, we got to come up with some some secret plan where we could uh, make sure our audience, VAP members, get their hands on the beer so they could review it with us. 
that's a great idea. You know, with the, you know, we have, you know, FedEx Express and all, everything that we can make it available to us and them as well. So possibly, yeah. especially with John's talk about this stuff from uh, the East Coast, uh, it, it might not be uh, readily available where we're from, but man, I want to try a lot of these things. Brother, I will find a way to ship it to you. Uh, if, if this conversation keeps going, uh, you have an East Coast beer guy who will ship you things. That's so awesome, John. And it's cool. I have the, uh, the, the few beer enthusiasts that we have on our belt. We can ship you anything you want as well. I promise you that as well. All right. So right now what I'm going to do is I'm going to type in for the audience in the fortune cookie. I'm going to update the beer name for next uh, show. So you will see it in a couple seconds here. All good. I think it's uh, cool that uh, Legion earned their right for uh, the next review. That's a, that, that, that's a good, that's a good beer when uh, they get number, they get the second episode. So um, props to Legion. For making a good beer so we got to make sure legion hears this and um maybe would like to sponsor the show any beer sponsors that want to give us beer we're all in that's yes know. beer and marathon uh entries would be great all you guys <laughs> <laughs> tell you what i'll uh, uh i'm gonna do a reach out actually i i know people on both sides of that coin so um i i actually i really dig what you guys are are kicking up here and i uh Nobody's doing this on Fireside yet, so so do this. Definitely do this. Um, I will. Uh, I'll reach out to the people that I know, and if I can um, send you guys things from the East Coast, more than happy to. But I will certainly, at the very least, be spreading the word as you. Awesome, John. Appreciate yes. that. Yeah, definitely appreciate the support and uh, everyone in the audience uh, listening in. Appreciate the support and. Hopefully you guys can join us. Um, let's see. Let me pull up my calendar so I can actually give you a date. And it would be the 26th would be the next uh, Drunks Beer Review. And as I mentioned, it'll be uh, it's on the fortune cookie, the type of beer we will be reviewing. And so please uh, go out, grab the beer, uh, work out with us, and then uh, let us know what you think. And uh, we'll see ha what happens with this show. And uh, it looks like people are enjoying it because they're sticking it around. So we also um, kind of told ourselves since we're drinking on air and uh, we don't want to go past like more than two beers because then you never know what could happen, especially depending on the alcohol content. So uh, we were going to try and cap it in a, about an hour show. And uh, Ty, have you finished your second beer? I have, Ray. You know me. <laughs> so are you telling me you're on your third already uh, i'm not telling anything oh that that's great well uh i'm on uh, six so you know <laughs> yeah it's 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 already over here you know uh it's, what time it's 11 to 12 with 12 for you john it's kind of late no i uh, uh, you're resident insomniac right here buddy i never sleep i'm always <laughs> Okay, well, I recommend more sleep, but uh, definitely not less. I'll beer. sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> no, yeah. you know I love, but uh, I agree, John. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce off of here and let you guys uh, wrap up or give anybody else any opportunity to to pop up here and talk about their favorite beers. But Ty Ray, 
thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you so much for um, letting me hop on stage and chat with you. Um, I definitely want to reach out to you both. And if I can be of any of uh, assistance for this, like, you know, beer nut, I got your back. Likewise, John, it's, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Um, you just bless us with the, your knowledge is dope. Your, your conversation's amazing. And it was a pleasure to talk to you. Yes, John, uh, getting to know your, I knew you told me you're a beer enthusiast. So, um, I, I finally got to know more. And the fact that you brew beer makes it even more interesting because we got to learn some things. As we mentioned, we're not beer experts. We're just beer enthusiasts. Uh, actually, I would say like keep beer, quote unquote, experts or beer, quote unquote, snobs out of the conversation. Let's <laughs> let's let's be real about it. <laughs> you know, like, like beer. I can talk to you all day about all the fancy schmancy beers, but I'll still take a PBR after a long, hot day in the kitchen. You know, you know, I, that's yeah. probably the only uh, beer I don't like. That's crazy. My wife doesn't beer at all. Just just it's funny but the two beers that she does like to drink is one a stella and two a pbr and she'll ask for the pbr first and she's not even a beer drinker but it's just refreshing her so it's cool it's, there's something in that you know it's just kind of like good old, good old american and and as a dodger fan pbr was the first dodger beer before Budweiser, that was the <laughs> Dodger beer. And John, Our, just so you know, we are Dodger heads. <laughs> oh, God, this conversation is amazing. I love you guys. This has been so amazing. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce off stage. Uh, I'll be hanging out in the green room afterwards if you guys are uh, bored, want to chit chat or anything. But thank you so much for having me. This is a great concept, a great idea. Please keep it going. Love you guys. This has been great. Thank you. Hey, awesome. Likewise. Yes, uh, thank you, John, for uh, bringing uh, your enlightenment of the beer knowledge. Uh, definitely appreciate it. And uh, thank you, everyone, who's joined us so far. Um, Ty, is there anything you want to say before we wrap up? I just want to say, man, I was hoping this first, you know, this is, again, excuse my unprofessionalism. I was hoping it would go this good, and it really did. And, and it's, it's it's awesome, the, the, the insight that I received and the knowledge that we uh, obtained is amazing. And wow, there, this is a format. We can do this, bro. Like, this is great. Like, let's talk about more beer. We didn't talk, we didn't, we didn't talk about running as much, but we can and we will because that's what we do. We run and we drink beer. And, it, and this is a great, great format for a lot of people, I believe. Yes. Uh, I got a bunch of friends that, uh, we're working on them, you know, they're not the cool kids. They, they're still on Android, so they don't have access yet, but I'm bringing them on. And um, I got a friend, he's started running a little bit after me and he's already caught me in marathons. And uh, he, we drank a whole beer during a marathon. We toasted some, some stranger gave us a cans each and we just drank and we were like, just pretty amazing, cool stuff. Um, I mean, who could really say that they've drank a beer and toasted while running a marathon? If, if only like 5% or less than 5% of the population in the world runs a marathon, then who can say they've ran and drank a beer at the same time? So uh, we got a lot of uh, cool beer future guests coming up, and uh, I think it was a great success. So thank you, Ty, for uh, 
coming up he came up with the idea of the name so um i think it's a great name and uh be looking out for the ig so thank you everybody for joining us and uh we appreciate you and we'll see you on the 26th 8 p.m pacific time zone and we will be reviewing the lesion uh, super fuzz blood orange pale ale and it is a 6.4 so be sure to join us thank you